Hello, everyone, and welcome to Old Guard versus New Blood, episode 22. And this time we're talking about the SEO crawlers, search crawlers. I've got another great panel. I've got Izzy, Richard, and Mark here. Uh, so, guys, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Why don't we start with you, Izzy? You know, tell us about yourself. Where do you? Who are you, and where do you come from? Uh, hi. So, yes, my name is Izzy. I am a managing director of a small uh, digital marketing agency called Creators Media. We're based near Birmingham. Uh, I've been in the industry for uh, eight years now. A part of SEO, I'm also a fitness instructor and I love martial arts. Cool. Excellent. I'm obviously incredibly fit, as you can tell by the double chin and stuff like that. I know I wish. Um, so well done. Um, and thank you very much for coming on the show, Izzy. Uh, uh, Richard, tell us about yourself. Where are you? Where do you come from? Yeah, thanks for having me. So my name is Richard Lover. I'm the senior technical manager at Screen Frog. Been in the industry about six and a half years now, which for me feels like I'm one of the old guard, but very much the new blood, I think. Um, sort of split across agency and, and software, so I do, do a lot of web crawling, basically. Yeah, you're, we're calling you new blood in this crowd because yeah. uh, it's it's me and Mark you're up against, and Mark <laughs> I've known for a long, long time. Mark, tell us more about who you are and where do you come from? Great. Uh, thanks, Dixon. Um, so, yeah, I'm Mark Thomas. I have been knocking around a while now, so, I, I, you know, old guard I'll take as a compliment, I think. But um, my role currently is the vice president of customer experience, so basically managing all customers for the European region for Botify, which is uh, obviously a web uh, analytics software company focused on SEO. And a um, large part of that product is a crawler. I've worked in one or two different crawling businesses in the last 10 years and uh, you know, very passionate about the industry. So looking forward to a good discussion uh, this evening. Brilliant. And thanks very much, all of you, for coming along. And I think we've got a good balance of, you know, new blood versus old school, you know, uh, old, old blood, um, old guard versus new blood. Uh, obviously, uh, the whole event's sponsored by Majestic, who are themselves a bloody great big crawler, although albeit somewhat, you know, specific, I guess, uh, around, around links. So thanks to Majestic for sponsoring the event. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, and just before we get underway, can I just introduce David and make sure that I've not missed anything important? David... How are you? I'm very good, thanks. Um, no, I just want to share something actually towards the end of the episode in terms of what we're going to be doing next month. But um, in terms of if you're listening at the moment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, yes, we are um, a podcast as well if you're watching live. Um, sign up to watch live next time. Majestic.com slash webinars is where to go to make sure you're here for the next live audience. And if you're watching live, try and add comments, um, interact a bit, ask some questions, and we'll try and involve you as part of the show. Thanks a lot, guys. Okay, so 45 minutes on uh, on, on crawlers starting now. Um, but before we just jump into to my questions, uh, Mark, maybe maybe I'll start with you. Um, if, if people haven't got a time to stay around for 45 minutes, uh, you know, what, uh, what one tip would you say people should think about when they're, uh, you know, doing, doing crawls on websites? <laughs> uh, well, that depends, of course, Diction. Um, look, I think there's usually two, two different types of website that we, we would deal with. One is a kind of smaller, so fewer than 100,000 pages. Um, and I think if you're dealing with that kind of size of website, then the more frequently you can be crawling, the, the better. I mean, that goes for any website, but obviously when you get into millions of URLs, it's more difficult to be checking it as frequently as you can. But, you know, I think it's extremely clear from all of the different Google representatives that 
um, the, the technical quality of your website and the performance of it is just as important as the content that's going into it as well. So crawlers will help you with both both sets, but certainly checking the technical health of your site is extremely important. So crawling as frequently as, as you can is, 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 is right up there. Um, I think for a larger website, it's about trying to get a really significant view of the kind of performance and the, the the detail of how the site's structured so that you can convince stakeholders that you have an authoritative view of exactly how the site's information architecture is designed. Sometimes we try and use samples or smaller amounts, but I think it is really important to show just a, a very comprehensive view to any developer, you know, if you're hoping to get change implemented, which is the number one challenge, I think, for most most of us. Um, so yeah, does that does that help? Yeah, you know, there's more than one, but we'll you know we, we, we'll get through it. But thank you, that's they're, they're good, 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 good thoughts, good, good place to start the show. Richard, what about you? One, one, one takeaway, one thing that they you know can't miss if in the next few minutes. Yeah, so I think my one would be kind of understanding the differences between a sort of a web crawler uh, like ScreenFrog or Spotify and a search engine like Google and how it kind of goes about its crawling process. You know, I get to see quite a lot of exposure to sort of support emails that get sent in. And most of the time, the kind of number one question we get asked is sort of why has our software not found a particular page or particular set pages, but they're clearly indexed in Google. I'm like, why is that? What, what's going wrong with your, with your software? And it's always like a very straightforward sort of answer. It's like pages isn't, isn't, either isn't being linked to or you're maybe linking to it in kind of like a non-standard manner with sort of like JavaScript linking. And, and like kind of Google is obviously, they're much more sophisticated in the way they kind of go about crawling. They're obviously crawling millions of URLs a day. You know, they're crawling cross domains from, from one domain to another. So they're going to pick up pages and discover pages from various different sources. So, you know, if you're, if you're using a, a, a web crawler like ScreenFrog and, and you're trying to find out why it's not picking up a certain page and, and you kind of look at it like that, the, the question is then, it's not necessarily worse because it's it's not found those pages. It's that Google's doing it in a, in a kind of different approach. Um, and you can use that to, to your advantage in that if it's not being properly linked to, you know, those signals aren't being traded to that page. They're not being passed across properly. Um, and then you can go and optimize your site from there. That's good tip. We'll come back into into that, I think, a little bit later, especially things like JavaScript rendering and stuff, because I think that that's uh, an interesting aspect. Izzy, um, you're looking at things from the you know from the from the the user side as opposed to the technology side a little bit. You know, what 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 tip have you got for people? Uh, yeah, so I've got sort of like two in one. Uh, first thing, and uh, definitely use the crawlers because they're amazing. But uh, please do remember to analyze the results. Because it, it sounds like it's obvious, but uh, I've seen so many times that we just rely so much on the technology. And as amazing as the crawlers are, uh, the just tools that we, we do have to analyze the results and kind of prioritize uh, the tasks and the hints they give us. And coming out of that, uh, try to go to your development team or the um, web, web management team with the solutions rather than just a list of issues like, here is everything that is wrong. Please go do something with it. If you can, give them the solutions like this is what we should be doing in order to make it better. Trust me, the conversation is a lot easier if you do it this that's, way. That's a, that's a great tip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, approach <laughs> developers with solutions, not problems, is a is a, a fundamental one that I think uh, think we should all take on board as SEOs because we're very good at dumping problems on a web developer's <laughs> desk without a solution. So I love that one. Well, uh, let, let me let follow on from that, Izzy. Well, last time you, 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 
um, cruel to sight with whatever, um, however you did it, really. Um, what was what was it that you were looking for on that particular occasion? Not not generally, but you know, where if you, as long as it's not confidential, you, you know, don't have to give any way secrets for your customers or, uh, at all. But what what were you looking at? For last time you did a crawl? Uh, so the very, very last time I've been just looking at the technical performance overall uh, because one of the clients just been uh, declining in the rankings a little bit and we've been trying to find um, if there are any any technical issues. But like in more generally, um, in in last uh, sort of time, and we've been looking into uh, Core Web Vitals quite a lot. I guess over recent months, a lot of people yeah. have been looking at Web Core Vitals because Google made such a big thing of it. So, so yeah, Richard, I mean, I mean, uh, you, Richard and, and Mark, you, you, I, I appreciate you guys are more, you know, uh, about the tool rather than using the tool. And I, I know from from my, my my majestic days that you know, sometimes I was uh, I was I was guilty of uh, of not actually using my own technology as much as I as I should. Just talking about it a lot. But <laughs> but last time you 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 crawled the site, Richard. What what were you looking for? Yes, I think the last time was probably. So analyzing the, the site structure and the, the site architecture. So in terms of sort of the internal linking um, and how the site's built up, is that sort of structurally sound? You know, are, are all the, the important category pages that we were looking at were properly linked to um, and close to the home pages they could be? Or were there like outliers that are, are linked um, quite deep in the site when they shouldn't be? And the same, as I was sort of saying earlier, if there are any like unlinked pages, are they all being properly linked? Are they all being properly crawled? Is all that page rank and all those signals being passed evenly throughout the site as he kind of wanted to? Mark, I mean, I don't, don't know if you remember the last time you did a, a crawl yourself, but uh, but uh, how about you know if you if you if you can remember the, the last thing you were looking for last time, then 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 great. But also then move on to what are the general <laughs> things that people are looking for when they you know what are the most common things that people are getting out of uh, out of using a crawler? If, if my scandalous sticks in that you may suggest I haven't been crawling personally. Um, <laughs> I know with, mean, just yeah. you're too, you're so, in such a such a such a, a, a large out, uh, organization that you know you have to spend all your time on this big big sort of technology. That's what I was going for. I think yeah. I mean, I guess for all of us, the 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 kind of I, I always think that I didn't coin the phrase, but crawling is about discovery, right? And um, I, I don't think I'll ever lose. This sounds very sad to anybody that's not in our industry, but I don't think you'll ever lose that kind of enthusiasm to start a crawl and then to see, to discover things you didn't know, and and whether that's you know how large the website is, you know the structures that Richard's talking about, or you know whether it's the specific need you're looking for. Um, it's always extremely fascinating, and I I, I can always remember. Um, actually, I. I I had a friend uh, that I really wanted to join our, our business at one point, and I said to him, "Look, just come and listen to a call I'll, I'll make to show a client a first call of their website." And uh, he, you know, we'd worked together previously, and he was just staggered by the customer or the prospective customer's reaction in that in, back in those days about you know what we were able to start to show them, and and you'd be surprised about how little people do know about their site architecture. So. It begins with just trying to start to build this kind of rich picture of, of exactly what's going on. Um, to, to not veer from your question too much, I think the last time, uh, I mean, the crawl, the crawls and the discussions we have vary significantly. I mean, there is, as we know, thousands of factors. I just left a call with a big group where they're all comparing status code distributions and and, and how they're handling different issues at scale across multiple properties, you know, this could be something that, 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 that we're, we're looking at. But um, I'd say that 
probably it's maybe a leaning of Botify, but we are very much um, looking at the kind of cool budget distribution. So from the, you know, similar to what Richard's saying, you know, it's a question of, well, how much of my itinerary am I getting crawled at, you know, a, a really quick kind of rate? You know, is Google seeing as much as possible? And so normally the crawls are pretty broad. You know, you want to go as broad as possible to, to find every link. So you haven't got that kind of, well, maybe it wasn't linked to, but we never went deep enough. So you're trying to get that really holistic view of, of the, the, the linked kind of uh, architecture as it is. Uh, and then comparing that to, to all of the sources from Google to see, you know, well, where is Google actually going? So normally it's that, that is the big thing. And, and that ties into a lot of the speed elements of, it's not really directly on Core Web Vitals, but it's still onto the speed of, you know, people are super interested to see how they can get more done or as much as possible done within the resource that Google's going to give them. Um, so that typically is a cruel budget focus, I'd say, as a general so I, I I just like to say that you don't have to worry about uh, people that aren't in the industry watching uh, this show. There's this is <laughs> as geeky as we get, and uh, and everybody everybody watching the show, apart from you know maybe my wife, uh, you know, to, but she wouldn't watch this show. I can tell you that. No. <laughs> so, okay, so cruel budget. We're going away with cruel budget as is something that, that's important for for large sites, especially and um, uh, from uh, from your point of view. Um, what about uh, Richard? Um, what sort of things do you think? are commonly being looked for using uh using crawlers in terms what of crawl of budget or in, in kind of general? no 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 that, that was uh, that was that was mark's one you know what kind of what, yes. what, what things are people people might be using crawlers um like screaming frog for um to uh to find solutions to or, i think that's that's the thing with with sort of all crawlers is if you if you have one crawl of your site is there's so much like information you can you can clean from it mm. um whether that's your, you know, your focus on kind of content and you want to make sure that all your like metadata um, is, is properly aligned and keyword uh, focus as it should be. If you're going into kind of the crawl budget avenue, like Mark was talking about, or sort of the internal linking, as I said earlier, that there really is sort of like an end, endless sort of plethora of, of use cases. Um, and when we Would kind you- of start, sorry. Um, I was going to say, do, do you think that people are always? Uh, I just want to get them all, or, or I mean, I would have thought, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, that that uh, you're never no nobody is ready to fix everything at any one time, you know. So, like, so you know, you might be saying, right, I got to take a an arc on fixing the, the the you know checking that all the descriptions are you know not duplicated, or or I need to check that the links are working, or I need to check that the the four or four pages or whatever. But you can't fix everything at the same time. So you know, it's is is it? Um, uh, or, or do so? Do you think? Um, I guess I guess that's that's a point more than the question. Really, I'm a little little concerned that some of these reports can be overwhelming, and uh, it's probably a better approach to know what you're looking for before you start your report. Yeah, I think like yes, and so for us, when we do kind of like technical audits, we try and gather as much information as we can, and obviously we, as we're going through the audit, we'll do it stage by stage and tackle different sections at a time. As you're saying, so if you want to look at your your meta descriptions or, or whatever it is. The question is then when you have all that information, how do you get those recommendations implemented? And that's where the battle really sort of starts working with your developers. You know, if you give them a document of 6,000 things they need to fix, hardly any of those are going to get done. And really, it's a kind of a case of what do you think is going to have the most impact and how easy is it to make those changes? And that's where the kind of battle with developers comes from. 
So is it, Izzy, do you think that's, uh, that's true? Or do you think do there's, uh, would you tend to sort of dive into individual things when you're using the tools or do you take an audit, a full audit, and then try and work out which things you need to prioritize? How does it I work was, in practice? I was you're... dying to say something. <laughs> Go on. Um, okay. Can I answer a few, a few of your questions? Please do. I'll just you ask, up, that you asked before. Uh, uh, you asked Richard what people might be using Screaming Frog for. So I just wanted to say that I'm using it to audit Core Web Vitals because they're doing a brilliant job with this. So um, a little <laughs> and um, uh, from the, the last question that, that you've asked is, I think it, uh, I was I was dying to say this as well. It depends, right? As as with everything in SEO, it depends. Uh, I think if we like, for example, let's let's take an SEO audit, yeah, on a on a wall. If we do an audit, if we like, if I've got a new client, I usually start from an audit to just kind of see overall what's been going on with the website. Because let's face it, even if, if we ask client the questions and they they might not be even familiar enough with the processes that have been previously done or haven't been done. To, to actually brief us enough. So I, I always like to like to start with an audit. And then as, as we said, we end up with this huge pile usually of, of uh, hints or, or tasks that are um, things that are technically wrong. Yeah, and what do we do? So I think the key, and I think Richard mentioned that, um, the key here is prioritization. So I haven't seen, and I've, I honestly done a lot of website audits and I haven't met a development team that would just say, yeah, okay, no problem. We're just going to fix all of that. It's going to be all good. And then your crawler is going to come back with nothing else to fix. Yeah, it just doesn't happen. We don't live in an ideal world. So uh, I would say it's just a matter of prioritizing what's going to take, uh, how much research it's going to take, how much impact it's, it's going to have, how big is the scale of the problem? Is it like two URLs uh, that are not, you know, uh, that important and maybe we don't have to worry about that much at, at the start? Or is it a uh, whole website is affected and the whole website is very slow and we honestly have to really tackle that because uh, the speed being more and more important. So I think the prioritization is a key here uh, of even if we've got this huge pile of, uh, of things to fix. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, <laughs> trying to prioritize these things is uh, is always a challenge, I'm sure. But you know, I'm, uh, um, but uh, that's cool. Right. Okay. So when let's go back a little bit to where Richard made the point that um, when Google crawls a site, it's often you know gets different different information to uh, to what Screaming Frog or Botify or Majestic um, would get when they when they crawl the site or the other ones, Sitebulb and you know, all the, all the other tools that are out there as well. I don't mean to be, uh, lean to one over the other, but, uh, you know, how, how does that work then, Richard? I mean, I, I guess I'm playing devil's advocate a little bit here, but how does that work? Why, you know, surely a crawler is a crawler and it should get the same, same results every time. What, what goes wrong? Yeah. I mean, like, so we always try and mimic Google as much as, as we can. Right. Um, particularly if it comes to things sort of like JavaScript rendering. So, you know, we use the same Chromium they do, um, use the evergreen, um, Chromium like they do. So we try and keep in, in touch with them as much as we can. But even then, we sort of still often find differences in how kind of content is presented between what Googlebot sees uh, and what a web crawler might see. And it can be really difficult to diagnose, particularly on kind of like scale. Um, the way I would kind of always go about it is look in Search Console, you know, see the, the rendered HTML that Google is seeing for a URL there, and then compare it against what you're seeing in, in a crawler or in a browser or something like that. And then you can kind of make a decision is, you know, is this website doing something a bit odd, serving different content to, to Googlebot when it should be um, to, to users. Richard, uh, Mark, do you, you got any other other sort of tips and thoughts about that? I guess uh, I guess there's for a start, you know, Google's trying to look at the mobile version of the site rather than the uh, than the 
browser version of the site, but I'm sure there's more. You know, I think ultimately the most of the crawlers on the market are going to be within a small margin of difference, uh, you know, should be very similar, I, I think. In, in terms of the systematic requests beginning at a, you know, particular location and then trying to follow all the links, um, as Richard said, I mean, there may be slight nuances with the um, slightly more more complex rendering of the pages and then discovering further links. But, I mean, I, I know some of the, uh, you know, some great SEOs that you would all know that, that swear by using two or three sources of crawl data just to be certain of, of, of what they're telling a client. Uh, I think that's kind of extreme for a lot of people, but um, it's, it's not. You know, it's definitely mm-hmm. done by 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 some ex Googlers that, that that work in the industry these days. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think there's a lot of lot of difference there. Um, I would suggest you know coming back to. Um, well, I mean, it starts starts to become really how you can work with the data and 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 surface the the biggest issues, right? So, um, I, I don't think kind of replicating a crawl, you know, is the more complex element of it. Of course, at scale, it, you know, depends on how you want to, you know, pay for that and, and run it, whether it's locally or or in the cloud. Um, but ultimately, it then becomes about like I think as Izzy was kind of suggesting, trying to look at then the scales and cross-referencing a lot of the volumes to to make sure you you focus on the biggest things. And I think like Dixon, it goes back to something you were saying a minute ago. There's a real blend between coming to the crawler with a set of questions that the business has or you have, um, and and then actually trying to look for the answers. And I think that's a super important thing that kind of separates the best SEOs that I might encounter and some that are still finding their way, let's say. So some that have got some kind of um, hypothesis that they want to challenge, and that's where a crawler is super useful to then start to, to probe those areas. Um, but then the crawler, you know, software companies like us, you know, have a job to do to then surface, you know, as easily as possible some other issues to go and look at. And it often really requires some debate, um, you know, amongst different SEOs. And I think globally, depending on where people may be watching this from, you know, typically, we see in the US, there's really well-resourced teams of numerous people that are going to be debating in-house amongst themselves. In the UK, I tend to notice the teams are much smaller. It may only be one or two people, perhaps with the support of an agency. Uh, so it's, it's kind of about having that debate and, and that relationship. I, I do cover some of our American uh, you know, cousins with uh, the ability to have such large resources. And I, I, you know, I think mm-hmm. probably all of us are very passionate that... It'd be great to see in in Amir, you know that that kind of resourcing given given to search. Um, but yeah, yeah. sorry, I'm, I'm I'm waffling on a bit. But generally, you know, you can come with some good you know hypothesis to challenge, but also the the tools will will surface yeah. things. But it's never simple to then you know get a list of five things you've got to go and fix, and that's your mm-hmm. your sprint for the you know next period. Is there anything you want to jump in with there? Um, kind of like I've been using quite a few crawlers and and jumping in between in between them and I think it's also that that I've already said that but I'm a big advocate of tool being a tool that we actually have to analyze the data and don't rely hundred percent on it because they've been they all been uh, designed and and developed by by different people and kind of different things in mind so I think they might be looking at things slightly differently and as as Mark I think said there are many people who actually advise and and look into different crawlers in order to just make sure and cross-reference and sometimes you will get these differences between them just it might be because of the way they uh they they work when they've been Mm -hmm. they've been designed so i think but i think it's um as if if i got it correctly from what mark was saying uh 
I would definitely say yes, do do cross check and cross reference. But like, if we've got the, this bigger picture, kind of try to go, uh, try to go of it. Don't don't be like, oh, look very picky. Or maybe this one Google found this one little link, and this crawler didn't find this one little link. So it's like my work is totally screwed now because this one little link wasn't there. I kind of try to say bigger picture as well. Obviously, analyze data and be specific, but try to see the bigger picture as well. Yeah, I, I mean, just jumping in, Dixon, before you can. Um, the uh, following Izzy's point. Yeah, I, I think kind of checking checking that you've got consistent data is something you would do quite infrequently, but definitely worth worth doing just to build the confidence. And it's always about confidence and knowledge and and and, and making sure you've got a clear message. Um, to to work with the engineering teams that you're going to need to to, to influence. Um, and I think then from that point onwards, it is once you're happy that you've got good data, making that a source of truth that starts to feed dashboards, feeding information into the business. Um, so that that's really where the crawlers are also extremely useful because it's so factual. There's there's really not doubts about how data's been kind of scraped, maybe for kind of ranking performance or these kind of questions that can be a little bit you know, murkier, you know, I think crawling data is very, very factual. And, you know, from any, really any of the tools, you will be able to go and closely inspect to see the, the issue in real time. Normally, you know, that's, that's going to be, 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 be very possible. So I think making it that source of truth that then is feeding into the business is, is also very important. So I think uh, there's also to to add to that, of course, um, you know, Google doesn't necessarily start at the same point as which the the you know uh, your the the, the, the um, site specific crawlers start because Google is crawling the whole web and gets a lot of its signals from deep links from other websites, which is a different starting point many times. Um, I hope you'd agree, um, and that that can have the impact, for example, of uh, having a different weighting on each page. So they got they got page rank information from from the web as opposed to page rank information just from within your website, um, and that might affect the speed at which they crawl different pages, which might be different to, to uh, uh, certainly anyway. The, the the point at which Google crawls a particular web page will never be exactly the same point that you crawl the web pages or, or I crawl the web pages. Um, so there's going to be a difference there. And of course, there's a, there's a, even on a small site, especially on a big site, um, uh, but even on a small WordPress site out of the box, over time, of course, the the links change. The uh, the you know as you write a new blog post, that changes the uh, the emphasis of because uh, uh, because WordPress gives preference to, to to new links. So I think there's there's something there. Would you agree that? You know the fact that your site is dynamic and changing over time. Of course, crawls will not always be the same um, from 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 day to day. Yeah, is that a think, fair point, Richard. So yeah, so jumping in on that, the, one of the kind of main advantages as well is with with crawlers, they're so like configurable, the, and the amount of like settings you can adjust if you want to run a particular test or a particular experiment, or say you want to only kind of crawl like a certain area of, of the site, you can really like throttle it down to exactly what you want in that time. Whereas obviously with Google, it's just kind of crawling everything as, as much as it can. Yeah. And there's always like a delay in that. It's kind of using those those configurations and those settings to your advantage to kind of get that data. And then like Mark was saying, feed that back into your reporting uh, where you can. I totally agree. I was I was thinking of saying something similar that whereas we, we've got some sort of, let's say, control over what we allow and not allow Google to crawl. Mm-hmm. With, uh, with the crawlers, we've got so many configurations that we can use that we can ask them to... Uh, th- consider this, not consider that, and kind of see how it would look. That, that that's that's I would say the, the the main difference that we can control it so much, and we can see how things would look 
if we don't things this way or that way. So I remember, I, I mean, I was, I, I'm so old, I started with Zenu Link Sleuth and, uh, and that kind of, uh, you press a button and went and that was it really. So uh, it's, uh, things have moved on a long, long way with, uh, with, with things like Botify and Screen Frog and, uh, and the others out there. So uh, it's amazing. Okay, right. So we're in, we're in Majestic territory. We're sponsored by Majestic. So we've got to have a question on links, guys. Um, and um, so Majestic, uh, Majestic users um, have a, can get can export a list of links uh, where they can see a list of links into a website from other web pages on the internet. So we've got, you know, a, a source URL and, uh, and, and a target URL. So not internal links, but, you know, links in. Um, so Majestic will pr- pretty much check all these links every every day or two, a few days. Um, so they've got that. But not everybody is a Majestic customer. So, um, you know, if, if you've got this kind of data from, say, Google Search Console or from uh, another link, uh, link provider uh, and you've got that information, you've got a list of links from, you know, Different websites. Um, are you able to? And are, 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 are crawler tools able to uh, check those links um, on the fly? Uh, uh, Mark, is that something that that is is in, in Botify's tool, or is that Botify more looking about this 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 um, kind of uh, this crawl budget and uh, and looking at things on a website? It's certainly uh, certainly something we will be looking to add, hopefully yeah. uh, sooner rather than later. It's possible now. So, I mean, like like with most things, the data is very uh, it's very feasible to kind of pull via API and, and to to use link linking cool. data to to then create very useful reports. So we we do it, and it's it's kind of custom work that we would we would try and right. do at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. There is a lot of work in our sort of. We're, we're just trying to. It, this kind of goes back a little bit. Sorry to swing for the majestic for one second, but it right. goes back to the previous point about. You know, crawlers are, you know, we say, oh, we're trying to crawl like Google. Well, like Richard was correctly saying, using the same kind of infrastructure and, you know, browser settings and so on to, to, to replicate as closely as we can. But um, a web crawler, there's a bit of a misunderstanding that, you know, obviously Google is very, uh, very much uh, isn't going to start the homepage and systematically line up links and just conveniently crawl through an architecture. And I'm, I'm doing this kind of pyramid here mm-hmm. through through uh, through the, the depths of it. Um you know, popular parts of the site where new, new content is found, Google will understand that and be checking that um, more frequently, perhaps. And so that becomes a really important part about bringing in third-party data to try and understand, you know, from other sources where, you know, wh- why will Google come there? And at the moment, we do a lot with log analysis. So we can see that forensically where Google has made requests so that you can try and understand so the, the the log data can be a bit of a proxy for you know popular elements of the website we understand Google will go to, um, but certainly bringing in the backlink data is something we see a lot of clients of ours doing, and and something we want to integrate further in the roadmap, uh, really in in twenty twenty two. So, yeah, very important. <laughs> Richard, um, is that something that you know you can do on Screaming Frog? Yeah. So I guess <laughs> if you have the list of backlinks already from another source, like. Mm. Um, search console or or say you have majestic um, as well or another kind of backlink tool and you grab that list you can always import that just as a standalone list and crawl those individual urls to check if they're still live um, and and check their kind of their current status code if they're redirecting elsewhere or, or doing a 200 if you want to just pull in sort of direct- that, that that checks with the page is still live doesn't check whether the page link on the page is still live yeah so then you'd need to do a bit of extra extra work on, on that sense so cool. um at least in screen frog you can kind of set up custom searches so 
um, for your domain name particularly, and it'll scan the HTML if that uh, link is still present in, in that page. Oh, that's clever. Um, okay. okay. And then you can grab, take that out and then sort of say, okay. Okay. Well, so it sounds like both, both your tools, a little bit of setting, tweaking and stuff, and you can get there, but you've got to, yeah. you've got to know your tools really. So exactly that's, that. that's, that's, that's fair enough. Is he, I mean, is that something you do at all or is that something that doesn't, not really a part of your world? Uh, I am. I, I do, and I was going to say I'm probably a bad question, uh, bad person to ask this question because I'm a majestic customer. <laughs> so oh, well, that's I, mainly, <laughs> mainly use majestic. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, there are there are other tools that can uh, that you can use to uh, to check that kind of things. But I'm, as I said, I've, I've been using majestic pretty much since I've started uh, working in the industry, and I'm kind of kind of loyal. <laughs> well, no, but, well, it sounds, sounds to me that all three tools can do the job then for that, for that for that particular tool. You know, so 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 that's good. Um, you know, but I think. Um, checking links is an interesting um, use of crawlers, really, uh, at least for majestic customers in general. Because uh, uh, clearly, if if people are losing links, they they want to know um, at some point. So, uh, thanks. Oh, thanks. Thanks very much. I, you know, uh, I didn't mean to challenge all the tools against each other there. <laughs> so uh, that was, uh, you know, that was my usual. You know, Dixon put his foot in it again. There we go. That's what he does. You know. So let's talk about something uh, a bit more. You know, uh, a bit more out there. Um, and I don't know who's going to take this question, but I'll, I'll ask it out there. Let's let's talk about CDNs and um, uh, you know the the the, the um, cloud flares of this world and stuff. Uh, certainly, it's something that I I think some crawlers can have a problem with because um, uh, the the, uh, the the CDN networks um, have a tendency to try and block. Um, non-human traffic, which I think is a mistake, um, and there's a philosophy around that. We can actually ask about that. But um, you know, do do CDNs cause problems for crawlers? Do you think? And do they deliver different kind of content um, on different crawls? You know, any particular problems with CDNs that we, that we should know about? I don't know if anybody wants to take that one. I'll jump in. I guess I'd go the same route as what as what you said, really. Um, CDNs are fine most of the time, but it's when they kind of block that, that bot behavior. So if you're trying to audit your website and then you are using Cloudflare or something, they do often kind of prevent prevent you from crawling that, pulling up a forbidden response. And it kind of just comes down to really your setup. Like you can make allowances within server settings for either you know your your IP address or a particular user agent such as the, the spider, um, and then you should be able to crawl that fine. In terms of different content, that shouldn't be a problem. But again, you know, the setup might might change how that, that behaves. Yeah. Okay. I can I can talk a lot about my issues with Shopify, for example, and crawling that website. Because do that, it. Uh, Tell yeah. us what are your problems? We've got a lot of Shopify users on the. Uh, uh, yeah, isn't. I've had so many issues with with crawling Shopify websites because they've been blocking uh, blocking all my efforts, <laughs> and pretty much it well com- comes down to the settings in in the crawlers. Majority of the crawlers got some uh, specific settings that you can use. To, uh, I've specifically been been for this for this two. I've been specifically using Sidewalk and, and DeepCrawl, and both both got specific settings that you can just dig around and um, and and kind of uh, use to to be able to crawl the sites. But um, if if you don't do that, for example, uh, a computer based crawlers, I would put a crawler on and then it would just go and go and go and go and give me back. Uh, even if it finished at some point, the the results weren't really that good as as they should be so yeah. Yeah, yeah uh just make sure definitely make sure that if there are any um if there are known issues with that content delivery network 
make sure that you can you are using the crawler that can handle it because yeah I, I did mm. I did have those issues and uh, trust me nothing fun. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Mark. Anything? Anything you want to add in there? Or to be honest, um, you know, web crawlers for this kind of technical SEO auditing basis are typically don't encounter too many prob or shouldn't really because um, the authentication will 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 be achieved with the client that you know wants to crawl their website ahead of time. So we, you know, it's not really a, a topic for us. You know, I think the the interesting, well. The interesting thing with CDN is now, you know, tools and Botify, you know, with a bit, bit of a shameless plug here, but moving into this space of actually starting to now work with the CDNs more to mm. give back to bots a better experience of the, the web page than perhaps, you know, the way that the, 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 the Cloudflare likes to give. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So we're, you know, we're, we're very much sort of looking and working down that route a lot more now. Mm. Um, so yeah, so in fact, there are friends rather than any kind of problem. I think yeah, yeah. I think that's all fine as long as you have somebody in the organisation that's able to pop into the CDN account and whitelist the IP address or the user. You know, uh, you know, and that's not an always not always an easy thing to do. You know, it's especially if. Uh, especially if it's a you know a bank or something like that you know presumably you know the cdn level is well truly well and truly locked down uh, and allowing spurious ip addresses in causes them some more issues or but even yeah. even different story it doesn't have to be a bank it can be a client that just uh, had this uh, web agency build the website and that's all they know and they just kind of got the website and they want the seo audit or something and then if you, if you tell them there's an issue they just like no exactly right. Yeah, I mean, and and there's there's loads and loads and loads of them. I suppose as yes. you get sort of up, so 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 at, at, a, at a small level client, then they don't know, and at a large level client, they can't get the access yeah. in there, right? So you know, or it I, takes I, you know. so long to ask this person and that person to actually get to someone who's got the access that it takes ages to actually do. Yeah, yeah, and I think this is a this is an SEO's you know. Uh, perennial nightmare really is is knowing you know getting the right person at the right time to say yes to the right thing so no. sorry there Richard are, you look like you wanted to jump yeah, in there's also like some things you can do sometimes to try and avoid that like a lot of the time CDNs kick in when you're crawling too quickly or like too fast so if you can really like throttle that crawl back and slow down the speed at which you're making those requests then sometimes they're just like happy for you to kind of crack on crawling, crawling the site um, okay. So you don't always need to whitelist, but it does. Yeah, so those are, those are the specific settings I've been I've been mentioning as well that they usually just like more imitate the human traffic rather than the bot traffic, and they slower. But at least they can kind of go around the the restrictions. Let's call it. Brilliant. So, guys, we, we I mean, you know, 40 minutes, 45 minutes goes really, really quick in these things. So, uh, you know, uh, certainly certainly for me, because I, I geek out on the, these things as well. So we're already pretty much close to uh, to, our, to our time. But I, I do I do want to give you guys a chance to sort of talk about each of your individual products and, and what's coming out, what's new, what, you know, what, you know, what can, what can our, you know, our users, you know, reach out and, and try and use. I, I, you know, I use, you know all the products and, and i think they're, they're they're great great things but you know uh let's start with you izzy on the on the on the uh on the on the uh 
on the um, creative side, tell us about uh, what you what you got, what you can do. So um, I don't have any product for you guys, unfortunately, like uh, like like the rest of us do. But um, well, definitely come to me if you need any digital marketing services. Other than that, I can tell you that we at Creators Media recently started a mentorship program that is open to absolutely anyone uh, who is new, who needs some guidance in in the industry, who would like to get in into industry. Totally free of charge. We just we just want to give something back. So uh, head into our website and and sign up and, and uh, yeah, what, spell the website for everyone. C R. Let me just go to it so I don't make a mistake. C R A T O S M E D I A. Excellent. Thank you, uh, Richard. <laughs> any new products features out? Yes, we just uh, dropped version sixteen of the Spider. Um, there's some really cool features in there. Things around sort of like JavaScript auditing. We can uh, compare the differences between uh, what's in the rendered HTML and the non-rendered, so you can make sure that you know you're not no indexing in in the JavaScript, but not in the the other version. Um, there's also some Data Studio integration, so you can pull in sort of crawl reports straight into to Google Data Studio, and just lets you really easily like monitor um, any kind of changes to your site if if you've done anything wrong or anything's gone up or down, etc. Um, there's there's loads in there, so have a look at our blog and our Twitter um, and for the full list. And Mark, what do you got? What, what do you got in uh, in the the Butterfly, you know, feature list? It's a, a very exciting program. Um, so we, you know, probably kind of relatively public. We took some good funding last, well, actually earlier in the summer. Congratulations to, for that, by the way. Yeah, well, you know, it's tremendous for the industry to again see some tool, you know, the tools getting getting money that can really help us to 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 kick things on. So I think you know a big topic for probably a lot of tools, but certainly for us is automation. Um, and so we're really, I kind of hinted at it before, you know, working with CDNs now starting to kind of support uh, web managers, giving bots a great experience is something we've been, again, quite public about in the last uh, the last six to 12 months now. Um, and we're sort of taking that journey ahead to, towards more automation of, of audits to to then be able to hopefully start to make some some changes uh, for for site owners so that they can kind of circumvent that issue and the block of you know needing to get the developer on board. So once you're in a strong position to, to start to influence that copy and that experience for the bot, um, you know, making sure that we we can deliver that. So that that's really you know if someone is listening to this and is interested, I think that 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 would be a really quite, kind of interesting conversation to have with us now. You know, there's lots of buzzwords like machine learning and so on. But, you know, the key thing is uh, most things at this scale require machine learning now. So it's kind of goes, mm. goes, goes, goes with it. But we're definitely looking at how do you kind of take the learnings and actually start to kind of just getting the SEO to be more of the decision maker on which things proceed rather than digging through the data or trying to make the recommendation. It's more just about you know, controlling the the stop and stop and go of, of what do we release uh, and, and getting those changes made. So, yeah, I think it's a, I think, you know, time goes fast as today has, as the last 10 years, Dixon, as we were talking about, has gone. <laughs> yeah, but I think absolutely. The, the, next, the next three to five years of, it's, yeah. it's not going to be overnight that this stuff is everywhere, but I, I do think we are reaching a point where, you know, the SEO will have a really interesting job to, to just be yeah, controlling that, you know that flow of, of new ideas going out to the site and making those changes much quicker um it's been a great it's been a terrible couple of years but a great couple of years for um search marketing yeah 
Yeah, you know, I, 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 honestly, Mark, if uh, if uh, if if I can be with my sort of majestic hat, part of that, you know, if if you, uh, that conversation, you know, I think it, I agree with you that uh, giving that experience to the to, to the bots is much more important than a lot of uh, a lot of the technologies realise. So, if uh, if I can lend a voice that's anything positive in that in that debate, then you know, reach out and uh, uh, and I'm here as well. So uh, it's great. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, I really do appreciate it. Um, David, what do we got? And you promised promised information at the end of the show. What have we got? <laughs> I did indeed, yes. Um, so in December, um, that is just next month, uh, we're going to be publishing here at Majestic um, a big series. Um, it's a very series, a podcast series and a book called SEO in 2022. Um, so if you go to seoin2022.com, you can sign up for that. Sign up for information about that. We'll tell you exactly when that's going to be published. But um, it's going to be at some point in December when the book's going to be published and all the, the content's going to be released. Uh, prior to that being published, we'll do a, pr- a special preview show next month uh, on the 1st of December. So that's the next edition of Old Guard New Blood on the 1st of December at 5pm GMT, 12pm Eastern um, Standard Time, special book uh, preview show. I'm already booked for that um, are Ayla Icaza-Gonzalez, John Alderson and Michael Bonfils. We'll possibly have one or two more on there. Should be a great episode there previewing the book. Um, so just go to seoin2022.com to sign up for more information about that. I, I, an, and it's, I've, I've, seen, I've, seen, I've seen the table of contents, guys. It's absolutely um, storming. So uh, thanks very much, uh, David. Um, Brilliant. So, guys, uh, just one last thing before I send you all on your way, and thank you very much. Um, if they want to get you on Twitter or, um, or or somewhere else, how do they reach out to you, Izzy? Uh, so, my Twitter handle is just EasyCM, as as you can see on uh, on your monitor. So, just uh, yeah, you the can podcast me. people can't see that. So, oh, Izzy, under- see that. Izzy yeah. underscore CM. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. I'm sorry. Yes, as as the guys can see on the screens. <laughs> so yeah, it's just Easy EasyCM. Yeah, Easy underscore Excellent. CM. Richard, how do they find yeah. you? Handle on Twitter is at Rich Lawther. Um, you can find me there. At I didn't put course. it as my my name on the. Uh, can can the you spell your surname? L A W T H E R. You see, see the iTunes people. They just don't have this advantage, really, you know. Uh, and Mark, how do they get go find you? Track you down? Yeah, unfortunately, it was such a common name. Um, it, it, it's not very obvious, but mine is at Search Math. So M A T H. Um, Excellent. Kind of, Nice Brilliant. double meaning there. Um, so yeah, at Search Math, you can find me on Twitter, but Botify.com, you know, you can easily reach out to us uh, through that Brilliant. website as well. Brilliant. Guys, thank you very much for coming on Old Guard New Blood. I really do appreciate it. Um, uh, please, when it when it comes out, let people know, let your audience know that it's out. And uh, uh, I'll say goodbye. I'll, I'll say thank you after the after the show's over. But uh, for everybody out there in, uh, in Cyberworld, thank you very much for coming along to the show. Thank you.